You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience for you and three mates. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience. Visit ignitehq.com.au. I am Jaleesa Raps. I'm here with Steve O'Keefe and James Magnuson. Sock has absolutely lifted today because my phone wasn't charging. He's got that going. He's taught me Wordle. Mm. Yeah, after all these times, I didn't know what Wordle was. And It'll blow your mind. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> blown yeah. my mind. How are you? Yeah, very good. I had a good day yesterday. Went out and watched um, along with... Paddy here uh, watched the Bunnies play Wests in the NRL Cup out at right. Redfern Oval, which was a great game. Good crowd? Uh, yes, very good crowd. Um, Latrell Mitchell was there with his family, which is good signs to see that he's come back from his junket overseas. Mm. Um, what sort of shape was he in? Good. Yeah, wearing very quite baggy uh, pants I couldn't see, but he was moving quite <laughs> freely. Um, you didn't go up and ask? No. I didn't want to fan fangirl him too much Fair e- enough. even though I was just looking out of the corner of my eye just to see what he was up to but no it was a great day out there it was actually a really good quality game there was Josh Mansell was playing Nofaluma um, who's the halfback Jock Madden was there so it was yeah it was a really good high standard game of footy but had a great day yesterday what about yourself nice um, good I'm back to work I've just had three weeks off so um, oh, I went fresh. back to work yesterday so I'm a bit grim yeah, okay. Oh, sorry. That's all right. It's good so, to have a job. Thanks for lifting us up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right there? Are you having a few oh, this is just headset not, problems? Not fitting, fitting I think well. Brian Fletcher might have been wearing those headphones. <laughs> yeah. They were quite loose. Yes. He's got a big head. <laughs> Doc's just having a few Sorry, dramas. I'm good to go now. Yep. Good, good. How are you, James? I'm good. I'm good. Got up early, had a cold shower this morning to fire up. It's fight day. What do you mean you had a cold shower? Like you literally just got in and... Yeah, yeah, I like having cold oh, showers when I want to pump people. myself up. Um, this is an athlete thing. I got a yeah. I had a spring. <laughs> it is. It's an athlete thing. Yeah. I had a spring in my step today. George Ferocious Cambosis is fighting. This is probably the biggest boxing match in Australian history. Mm-hmm. He's aiming to become only the eighth person in history. That's in the history of boxing to unify all belts wow. in his weight class. Uh, and we're going to be talking about it today. We got it. We got it on TV here in the SEN studio, and we're going to be talking about it throughout the show. The fight's going to kick off around 2 o'clock, and we're going to be covering the ferocious cambosis. I want to go back to these showers, because um, this fascinates me. Yeah, um, you want me to paint a picture for you? <laughs> so it's very cold. <laughs> Why, um, not that I'm not absolutely thrilled that we're going to be talking, but we're going to be talking about the fight a lot, and I just don't want to glaze over this cold shower. Yeah. Um, why, why do people do that? Why do athletes do that? 
Uh, I know. It's, is it mental or is it? Yeah, it's a little bit mental. I think um, I, I started doing them a lot leading into the SAS TV show. Okay. Um, yeah. So a big part of that show was going to be cold. We're, cold. we're filming yeah. up near Jindabyne in in August. Is so it, it was Jindabyne? Yeah, near, near Jindabyne. Okay. Sort of as as you head up and you can go left to um, to Threadbow or right to Perry Show. We kind of hooked hooked around the other side of. Mount Kosciuszko there. Um, I don't know exactly where we are because they're always blindfolding us, but we're up up near Threadbow or Parish or somewhere. And I knew a, a big part of that show was going to be cold. Um, so I decided from the time I signed on for the show to the time we started filming, I'd only have cold showers to try and acclimatise. You realise you've done the show now, though. Yeah. You're off. They can't come back. I know. Home. I know. And this is the thing about acclimatising to the cold, right? This... Uh, I got this put very succinctly to me, and I like this analogy. Mm-hmm. So preparing to be cold is like preparing to get kicked in the balls. You know you're about to get kicked in the balls, and when you do get kicked in the balls, it hurts, no matter how many times you've been kicked in the balls in the lead-up. And it was the same as the cold. Once we went in that ice water, I was still cold. Even though still I'd done cold, cold showers, my body wasn't like, oh, I like the cold yeah, now. Yeah. It was still a shock to the system. But why are you system. doing it now? Why did you do it this morning? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're off the show. Well, now. there's so there's there's heaps of there's heaps of health benefits. Um, autoimmune. I'm, yeah, I'm, autoimmune I'm benefits. Yeah, so it boosts your immune system. It's good for the skin. Good for the hair. Wakes you up. It's like a shot of caffeine without having a coffee. Uh, and it's just one of those things sometimes where you like to test yourself. Like you, you wake up and it's a cold morning. You go, I wonder if I could handle it. Yeah, I'll test myself. It's a weird athlete thing. I know. Yeah, I, no, I did I, I did an individual sport. I got a bit of head noise. It's lagging. <laughs> us, us normal folk, we like to get through life as easy as possible. As as I know. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, weird, take, isn't it? Do you an no, no. athlete thing? You're I, an athlete? I, I've tried it a couple of times. Mm. One I, one good story guy was telling me, he's like, look, it's a great way to tell your brain because you don't want to go in the shower and have a cold shower. Like, yeah. Your body is saying no. And yeah, you're avoiding it at all costs. But he goes, if you can win that battle and tell your body that no, I'm in control. I know that sounds like you're chatting to two different people in your head, but if you can yeah. say, I'm going to have this cold shower, I'm going to go in there. I know it's going to hurt, and you don't want to go in there, but we're going to do it. You can win most of the other battles. It's a good way to start winning the battles of the day. Like I don't want to do it, but I'm going to force myself to do it's it. True. I've noticed actually a lot of like day spas now. You can have a massage, you can have a facial, or you can jump in an ice bath. An ice bath, yeah. Well, I'm like reading these things, like, why would I pay? You do feel yeah. quite good at the end of a ice bath. Oh, you do, oh, you do. You know what, it blows worse. my mind now. So part of being an athlete, and I'm sure Sock would have done the same, mm. after training, we'd often have to do ice baths. And at Could certain at certain it. times <laughs> and during the season, I'd have to do steam rooms or saunas as well either to get the body weight down or there's there's recovery benefits for that as well. And I used to hate all three of those options. Steam rooms hated them because we'd have to sit in there for like over an hour to try and um, sort of drop weight. Ice bars after training for recovery and stuff and, and saunas at different. I used to hate all three of them. Now I go past these health or wellness centers and it's like 70 bucks for a half hour steam yeah. room or 100 bucks for an ice bath. I'm like, oh my God, people are paying what I used to suck about every yeah. day during training. Yeah. Did you like? Did you like doing? I, I didn't mind them. If yeah. it was a hot day of cricket, yeah, you'd yeah, come yeah, it'd be stinking hot. Yeah, you'd be craving a, an ice bath. Yeah. We we used to do them. Imagine this time of year, right? The weather outside. So I go and train swimming. Even though you're working really hard, you never get hot swimming. And so when it's winter, you get out and you're still freezing. 
but you've still beaten up your muscles because you've been training. So we yeah. get out, be freezing cold, and they go, all right, now we're going across the road to the Institute of Sport to do ice baths. And you're like, oh, but just the, the, last, the last, yeah, and it's, you know, wind chill of zero degrees outside. Yeah. And then you go and sit in an ice bath. Well, that's what I've seen. I've seen, like, you can pay $200 to do, like, a circuit. So yeah. you go sauna, ice bath, sauna, ice bath, sauna, mm. ice bath. And apparently, yeah. apparently you feel really good. Well, I'll give you the clue. <laughs> if, you, if you want a freebie, just sign up to uh, Swimming Australia. Head down there to Olympic Park and you yeah, get it right. all for free. Or, or jump into icebergs. Just jump in the pool down there. That yeah. is freezing in there. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Live my life peacefully. Yeah, we'll just have a nice warm coffee. Get out of bed at 8.30 yeah. maybe, with your Ugg boots on. Maybe that's something we can do, Sock. Each week we'll give J.A. a challenge. Oh, no, 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 no. Sure. From, from <laughs> our athletic background that okay. she can get out of her comfort zone each week. I reckon oh. cold, cold shower for this week. Monday, <laughs> Monday morning cold shower. It sounds like very um, Harry Garside. You know how he does his oh, challenges? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the other day he was window washing at a major intersection in Sydney to to put himself out of his comfort zone and see what it feels like. Yeah, and a couple of days before that, he yeah. his partner um, stripped nude and took pictures, like, publicly and then painted them. But, like, there was no one around. <laughs> yeah, okay. There was no one around, I think. They right. Okay, well, I'm not going <laughs> to go that far. No, they do, they do interesting, like, little challenges. Yeah, I've, so. I've heard that. He likes to get himself out of his comfort Why zone. Why would I do this? What do I get out of this? Uh, we well, don't know. That's the whole thing. Mental strength. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make yeah. you a Push stronger person. Yeah. <laughs> the power of now. How about no? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the power of no. Maybe we'll make Patty do <laughs> it. The power of no. That's my challenge. My own challenge is to say no say to Say no this. to as much as possible. We'll, we'll make stuff. Patty do it instead. He can be our guinea pig. Patty. Patty, uh, yeah, next morning you get home from your DJing bender. Cold shower for you to start the morning. <laughs> DJing bender. He doesn't look that in, into it. Uh, anyway, we've got a bit off tangent, no, I'm down. but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> You're gonna do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Great. Perfect. Anything to get an invite to the uh, end of season drinks at Bondi Ari. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Hey, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Anyway, uh, remember you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Text o four five seven seven three six. 736 and hit us up at social media at 1170 SEN and at SENQLD Queensland. Um, Origin Week. Are we all excited about uh, Origin Week? I think as a journo. Christmas. Yeah, as a fan, I get really excited as a journo by about, especially if it's like someone's won it in two, by the third game, I'm like, You're oh, over the, the storylines just to get a little mm. bit repetitive and. Club land gets a bit quiet. I'll tell you why it's exciting for me, probably for you as well, J.A., uh, as a struggling um, club side. Hang on. We are not the Bulldogs. Come on. Ah, yeah. Well, you're not, you're not the Storm either. <laughs> um, as, a, as a struggling club side, it's like my one chance for success this season is New South Wales. Right, okay. Yeah, and all those players I love to hate during the NRL season, origin time, I love them. They're Who my favourite players. Who are you hating players. and then you turn to love? Those some of those Panthers players that are a bit lippy, oh. the J- Jerome Luai's and the Crichtons. But now this time of year, I love them. Latrell, Latrell's. The, I, lo- I love Latrell all year, yeah. but in Origin time, I love Latrell. Like yeah. I'm the biggest Latrell fan for Origin. Yeah. Um, I mean, bad news, he's not playing. Yeah, I think he'll be back for the second one. You do. Yeah, yeah. Sock said his hemis are looking pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. Sock's yeah. Like <laughs> he, he was looking real good. Was so. he bouncing around in the? He was smiling the, the big. Yeah. The, that's the thing that I love about Latrell. He's got that big, 
big, beautiful smile on his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with his family, so he looked happy. Which any is any the, any players that you love to hate during the season? Oh yeah, the no, origin I, I time. The whole Penrith side, but then when they yeah. come in and play Cleary, Luai, Crichton, yeah. you know, and. It's almost like even with cricket, there's guys that you hate to play against. So Matthew Wade was a guy that I hated playing against. Yeah. He was just always lippy. into you, lippy, sledging, I would compete. It. And then you get him on your side and you're like, oh, this is you, yeah. you, uh, this is what you've been missing out on. Yeah. This is so good because they want the fight. They get into the challenge. They make, you know, yeah. they're so passionate and supportive. And I see that with the Blues, you know, with the synergy they've created with their, um, you know, the Panthers players and, and those guys playing football so for so long together and then bringing it into origin. Now, like, I feel like we're in a safe place with that Blues team. Yeah. Going to create a dynasty. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, uh, Missile. I, I'm... I'm hate watching Will I play than when he plays Origin. Mm. Yeah. I was like that, um, and I hate saying this because Josh Reynolds is such a nice guy, but I, when I was younger, I really didn't like, and I didn't work around the game, I really didn't like Josh Went Reynolds, fan, and I yeah. think it was the Bulldogs factor. Yeah. And then, oh, uh, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Everyone hates Reynolds. His nickname is The Grub. The Grub. <laughs> yeah, and then you got him, yeah, he actually is a lovely person. Yeah, then, he is a lovely guy. And, and, then, <laughs> and then you got him in Origin, and you're... The same thing. You got around him. Got around well, Ennis him. was like that as well, right? Yeah. Everyone hated Ennis. Then he Gala played for New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. Gal yeah. a little bit. Cameron yep. Smith. There's a yeah. few guys you'd watch on the field. Well, just... when Australia would play, like the Storm. Yeah. Uh, like I, I hated the Storm players. And then when they'd play for Australia, I'm like, how good's Billy Slater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But mid-season, couldn't, couldn't stand him. We were having this discussion at work the other day. What would you rather, um, what is more important to you? Um, because a couple of us were divided. Yeah. Winning a premiership or winning state of origin? Mine's for sure winning a premiership. Oh, premiership. But if you had said the same thing to me during that eight in, the ro- yes. eight in a row, yeah. it would have been a really hard question yeah. because it was depressing and Paul Macquarie is sort of up towards the Queensland border so we get a few Mexicans coming coming down into Paul Macquarie and Queenslanders are just oh man when they were eight in a row they were so arrogant and oh you guys don't get origin we've got origin spirit mm. like give me a break you've just got a team of immortals yeah you don't have origin spirit yeah it was a it's it was it, tough there was I remember some of my earliest Memories were watching the Maroons and literally crying when we lot when we yeah. lose. And the, you know, I'm talking like I was probably 12 years old. Yeah, yeah. I would cry myself to sleep that night. Yeah. I had to be consoled. It was that sort of uh, tormenting on me as a yeah. person. And then I actually stopped watching footy for about a year or two. Really? During that time, because it was just I just get too emotional. I did. Now I even had an argument with my girlfriend last night. I was watching the TV. And I tipped the Warriors and they just had the worst. And I was just like so angry. Are you one of those people? Because this annoys me. My partner does this and it drives me nuts. He will turn the game. Like I want to ride the game out right Mm. to the end, even if it's not going the way I want. Sure. He'll turn it off. Yep. Do you do that? Um, I'll try and watch. I'll still try and sit through it. I can now. I've learned to try and be a, a good loser. But it was, it was, it would kill me when a team or particularly Souths, uh, even against the Raiders when they were down 20 nil, it killed me to watch the last sort of half of that game, yeah. knowing that they just weren't going to turn up or weren't playing yeah. well. So, you know, one thing you've got to, I think what makes winning even more special is being able to sit there and absorb those losses and then you really get around them mm. when they win. And yeah. it's been a long time between drinks for the Bunnies, you know, supporting them from the early 90s until now. There's There's been a few flat periods. So you'd rather a premiership? Oh, you can't, I don't think you could replace, a, you know, pre, like you're talking yeah, see, a of the guys four or five months of like hard work as a team mm. in that one moment. There's 16 teams, sorry, 
how many teams? We're missing out 16. 16, yeah, 16 yeah. teams. 17 next year. 17 Can you even remember year. your last premiership, J.A.? <laughs> um, <laughs> I sort of... What I was it, 90? This is the thing. I don't know if I remember it because I think I was about four years old. Uh, I don't know if I remember it or I remember it in the years after. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and stuff. Do you know what I mean? was it? Yeah. Like I remember the... Um, the like, I remember being just, I absolutely loved Laurie Daly mm. as a kid. And I remember, like, that kind of vision and stuff. Yep. But I don't know if I remember the vision or I remember yeah, yep. it actually happened. We have, when was the last time you were at a winning uh, Origin Series? Uh, winning Origin Series? When I was actually at the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I can't even remember. I was at the one where the Blues broke the streak. Yep. Um, it was the same game where Gallon punched Nate Miles. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, great yeah, game. Right. And Trent Hodkinson scored, did the dummy and scored. That was an amazing feeling. But I also remember I was at the game in 04 when Bulldogs won the grand final. And oh, there was you? It was just a, yeah. the, the grand final was a better feeling. You Were you at 14, Sock, when South beat the I was Bulldogs? In, I was actually in Dubai. I'd gone over. We are playing cricket over there. And I, I yep. streamed it on TV. Yeah. So I was over with the team and we watched it on there. It's a different feeling, isn't it? I oh. was at the Raiders losing one. Yeah, and yeah. I was I went I to was, that against the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, I was working too, so I had to do all the post match like oh, That was just so robbed. I mean, kicking the ball, I still couldn't quite under the trainer got they kicked the ball downfield, hit the trainer in the head, and yeah. the ball got turned oh, over that's right. inside the forty and they scored. And then Every, what about the try that was And then there was a six again. Yeah. The six again. <laughs> the Everyone talks about the six again. It uh, the one that the more painful moment for me is hundred percent that trainer moment. Yeah. Really? The ball I, got turned absolutely. over at the forty. It was a he absolutely boned this kick in behind. I think it might have been off it wasn't off the back of the scrum, but uh, I know there was only one player back, so it was a hell of a kick. Yeah. Like uh, and it, it goes in and then the rule is that it turns over where it gets Which touched. Which now changed. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, that just defies logic that I you can know. hit their trainer and you get the ball where he stands. Yeah, I know. It was honestly the most shattering. Oh. That yeah. that moment was worse to me than the six again. I mean, yeah. the six again was pretty bad, but y- You still really got an opportunity. Yeah, you're not giving away field. Yeah, anyway. Think, I still feel these pain. <laughs> so we're going to go through all the round 13 results so far. The Cowboys 32 defeated the Titans 6. Panthers 30 defeated the Bulldogs 18. Um, Seagulls 44 defeated the Warriors 12. And this afternoon we've got the Raiders and the Roosters. That call will also be on SEN. What's been your standout performance from round 13, James? Oh, look, this is a little biased, but Burton's, oh, you're not. Burton's kicking game against the Panthers. Very good. If he hasn't got the best boot, in the NRL, the longest boot. He kicked a 75-meter torpedo the other night. I just look at that and think, oh, like, couldn't New South Wales have used that kicking game as an extra string to the their bow? Before. The week before, he had a shocker. Yeah, remember you were watching it at St. George. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just think, look, if he was playing for Penrith, he'd be a walk-up start in that origin side over Whiten um, in the centers. But... Um, and Addo Carr, two tries. Again, I'm biased, but I can't believe he was left out of the origin side. I just think I can envisage a moment on Wednesday night. Tedesco breaks into the backfield. Who's he got supporting him? Toto and Tupu. You give it to one of those guys and they get run down by Selwyn Cobbo. Mm. You saw the other night when they did the crossfield kick. Addo Carr catches it. You could turn away and stop watching. You know he scores because yeah. he's the fastest player in the comp. Yep. We just don't have that genuine speed this year yep. in the New South Wales origin side. Also, yeah, you're a bit upset about your man upset. being left yep. out. Yeah, I'm upset. I'm I, upset for what it means for the clubs down the bottom of the ladder if you'll purely not pick a player based on the fact that 
is in an underperforming side. Because yep. what can a winger do on the end of a, a backline that like the Bulldogs have? Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. But also, I don't think you can argue with the the inclusion of Daniel Tupo either. I can't, the, and I, I can't. I, I think Tupo is a great of player. Wingers that are good that couldn't be included in that side. Here's here's my argument, right? The, the, the reason that we haven't picked Adokar is height. Now, firstly, I'd argue Adokar would probably have the highest vertical jump out of any of those players based off speed. The fastest guys are the springiest guys. He's got a high, he'd have a high jump, guarantee it. Secondly, I thought, all right, well, your argument there is on one side, you've got Tupo, he drops back for the kicks. The other side, Brian Toto, very short. So he can't use the height thing. So they'll, they'll put Crichton on that side and send Crichton back for the kicks. Crichton's picked on the bench. So on one side, you've got Xavier Coates leaping at mm. Brian Toto, mm. and you're telling me height's not an issue there. Mm. On the other side, you've got Tupu negating the, the jump of Selwyn Cobbo. Mm. The argument just doesn't make sense. Um, I, I, I love Freddie, and I hope he's right on this one, but I just can't get my head around the, that particular selection with Adokar. I, I think they should have been loyal to him. Just going back to Burton and um, and uh, Whiten, you were saying you'd pick Burton over Whiten. Mm. I would argue, though, there that Whiten, you probably can cover a few more positions, though, than Burton, would you not? Uh, yeah, definitely. The, th- the thing about Whiten is I think he's a great 14. Um, I looked up Whiten's stats during the week last time he played centre. So he played the whole series, three games at centre, 30 tackles, 15 missed tackles. Mm. So you already know where Queensland's targeting come Wednesday night because Billy's looking at those stats. I wouldn't have picked Whiten to start. I would have had him in the 14. Oh, he's a great 14 because he can come on in the middle there. He's got that super strong running game. You could put him in the forwards. He's a big body. I would. Yeah, I would. I'd bring him on in the middle like in that floating sort of lock roll and he'll punch holes through Queensland. Mm. But at centre, I think... Firstly, he's almost wasted at centre because depending on how the game's panning out, he might not get a lot of ball. But secondly, he's a direct target for Queensland at centre because he hasn't defended there his whole career. And it's a very specific defensive position centre. So Whiten for mine is my 14 and uh, I'd have Crichton on the team. They may may still do that. Have you been out... uh, um, no, because I've been off uh, oh, okay. on annual leave, um, so I'm sort of just starting to get into the Yeah, because there's been mixed reports that they've seen White and, uh, uh, Crichton training at centre. I think um, they'd, be, they'd be preparing for... Multiple options, yes, yeah, exactly. yeah. But I, I can tell you that um, my colleague, Trent Simpkins, who, was, um, who works at Channel 10, he had actually been out there the day that... Um, the first day of the Blues, and... Um, uh, Whiten was shocked that he was named. So Trent actually broke sort of the news to him saying, oh, you know, you're named in the centres because the team sort of comes out while they're at their media day. And he was really surprised and he went over to Freddie and actually asked if that was true. And mm. and Freddie said, yeah, mate, you're in the centres. And he was absolutely yeah. thrilled, Trent was saying. He was... Um, Look, Whiten's a great... He's, he's a great player and I have no doubt he'll lift. I, I just don't know from a team balance perspective. Like, I think we need him at 14. Yeah. What does Crichton come on and do? Yeah. Or does Crichton come on for White and they push White in the middle? Then you'd say you may as well just start with Crichton. Sock your standout performance from round 13? Uh, pains me to say, but I think um, one guy, well, I think Olaquatu is probably the standout along yeah, with a lot one. of the, the, the Manly players last night. But I yep. thought one guy who, who stood up and had a lot of attack in the second half, particularly thrown down his side and given his performance against Talakai a few weeks back was really good, was Morgan Harper. I thought mm-hmm. he defended really well. Uh, I think he might have had one line break and set a try up. So for a guy who's 
played pretty, you know, got basically given a bath by Talakai. Yeah, he made some really important tackles and hits, um, threw himself into the contest. Um, one th- one play that I didn't like, which I, I don't know if you saw, was when Reese Walsh, just before halftime, ran up with the ball, ran about 20 metres and then stopped as if to say, well, the, the siren had gone and, you know, there was no way through. And then Morgan Harper just came through yeah. and just pole drove him into the ground, which I yeah. thought was a bit of a... Uh, not low blow. Well, a bit of a low blow. When uh, the game wasn't really in the balance. <laughs> you're up, you're up, you're up 24 nil. Yeah. You've given it to a team. You know, it reminds you of when those players are in goal and they they do a little bit of a shimmy, a little bit of a jig, and they go, righto, look, I'm not making it out. You generally just put a hand on them and we call it time instead. There was about two or three it's quite, uh, early players that just drove him into the ground. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm a South supporter, so I love seeing when Manly lose, even though I live... Uh, really? So you don't peninsula. have that little connection, like, because I like to see, like, because I'm around the area, I like to see Tigers win. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the complete opposite. And a lot of, most of my mates are Manly supporters. So we're, we're on a bit of a group chat and we'll be following the game. Um, so yeah, it does. It stings a bit, but yeah, anyway, Morgan Harper and I thought, uh, Olakuatu through the middle, they were, they were sensational. I thought, um, the, uh, the Manly forwards, um, and Schuster, you know, moving into six and four, and I thought combined very, very well. Uh, Garrick had another good game, um, and the Warriors, to be honest, just looked all at sea, much like the Titans. You know, you could hear the frustration in Walsh when he was interviewed at the end of the game. Um, I think these players are just sort of scratching their heads as to where to now, you know. They just seem like they've got no answers. Mm. Brown looked really despondent up in the box. Yeah. Um, and you do feel for teams like that. You know, they've had the Matt Lodge controversy during the week and then to, to put in a performance like that with a reasonably strong side uh, against a manly outfit that, you know, was missing their half in Evans was, yeah, that was a, a really disappointing effort, I think, from the Warriors. But, um, yeah, hats off to Isla Kuatu. Okay, well, my um, standout performance from round 13, um, I've actually gone away from league. Uh, I didn't watch the game last night because I watched the Brumbies beating the Hurricanes in rugby. Wow, they were nice. Yeah, 35. They came um, from 10 down in the second half and um, 35 to 25 was the scoreline at the end. So they're flying the flag because the Waratahs got uh, knocked out yesterday. They're flying the flag in this... um, Pacific competition now for Australia. So, so the Waratahs lost to the Chiefs. Did yes. They? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the Brumbies. Um, I, I was the only thing I was disappointed in is the crowd was so poor in Canberra, and I remember when I lived in Canberra, everyone went to the Brumbies. They were, mm. and I mean they're still doing well, so it's not like. I mean, they ha- the three weeks before that were pretty poor, their performances. Um, so they sort of bounced back a little bit. But when it was such a big game, I was a bit disappointed. I know it's a bit cold in Canberra, but come on. So they play the Blues. Um, and then in the other game, in the other semifinal, the Crusaders will uh, take on the Chiefs. So it would be incredible if the Brumbies took that out. And just to see Australia Rugby's performance against um, the New Zealand sides now has been just fantastic for Australian rugby. Yeah, I think the combination of those, um, you know, isolating it into sort of Southeast Asia, the teams, allows the Aussies to get that experience against, yeah. Yeah. you know, because we're, they're basically untouchable, you know, the um, the Kiwis in origin. And it's nice that occasionally, you know, the Waratahs pushed the Highlanders the week before. Yes. Yep. Only lost by, I think it was a field goal. In yeah, the, it was in a field goal. After, after time. Um, and then the Brumbies... Uh, having a win so yeah it is nice and what we've got the world cup in 27 yeah we've got the wallabies have got a series coming up against um england too so yeah and they've Um, cut the bledisloe back to two games now isn't it instead of three i think yeah i think it's just the two Mm. um for workload issues 
for both sides, and that's probably a good thing for, <laughs> yeah. for the Aussies. True, true. true. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate blues origin experience. Visit ignitehq.com.au. We'll be back with the rest of round 13 after the break. Time! Time! Goes for the corner! And gets the try! Queensland! It's a miracle! Oh, yeah! That's not a try, that's a miracle! So it was Adam Blair and Glenn Stewart in an embrace of the century. And they're still... Hang on, we better stay... Oh, it's on again! It's on again! Glenn Stewart and Adam Blair, here come the, uh, here come the reinforcements! Now they've come from the bench as well! Hodson taken by... Norton, he took him late, Marshall skips away, Marshall skips away, Marshall's still going, Marshall's got Richards coming up outside, now inside, Richards pursued, he pushes Jensen away, Pat Richards, Pat Richards has scored, a magnificent try, linked to the field stuff. Kick and chase by Mullins, kick and chase again by Mullins, this will be a miracle, oh it is a miracle! My goodness! You won't see anything like that again this year, and maybe never. That is the legend, Ray Warren. He's called his last game of rugby league. The 78-year-old confirmed on Wednesday afternoon he's hanging up the binoculars, ending months of speculation about his future. I would argue ending probably years of speculation about his uh, future. So he's stuck on 99 origins. He he didn't um, call the 100th match. This was a it was a Sort of an end of an era, isn't it? A lot of yeah. commentators and it's a the lot voice of, of our childhoods. Yeah, I know, right? That was rugby league, and not even just um, not even just rugby league, but swimming, swimming. Yeah. So the moment where I think of is the Susie everyone's O'Neill. like, "What's the yeah the Susie O'Neill, Madam Butterfly?" Yeah. The the record is like the moment where I sort of think when I think of Rabs. He, he just had that ability, didn't he? Yeah. In a moment to make emphatically make that moment even better and yeah. rise with the moment yeah. you know when Susie's yeah. building into that last 50 you're you feel like you're there with her yeah and then Rabs is building yeah. you know and he's you know come on Susie you know yeah. like this, and then just into the wall everyone in their home is jumping out of their yeah. seats for that moment I and Rabs like is just just orchestrating it you know he's got us in his hands yeah. the way that he lifts us up into that moment um but you're right it's going to be that a, a summer, sorry, a winter without him. You know that cool, that nice warm jacket that you'd have on that cosy jacket, yeah. knowing that Ray was going to be there calling the game. <laughs> and a safe comfort zone seems to be lost. You know, yeah. and talk about walking in after Bradman batted. Who's going to be, the, you know, the next caller? Oh, right, has yeah. to replace. Yeah. Tough shoes to fill. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be for Origin. It's going to be Matthew Thompson, who I think is um, a pretty good caller. He's good. Oh, are you not a fan? <laughs> no, no, he's good. He is good. I think him and uh, I also like Peter Fasoltis too. I yeah, Salty's pretty good. I, yeah. I like Dan Ginane. Oh, yeah? He did that call. He's like, good boy. <laughs> As Jason Saab runs down the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew Voss. Vossi's good. Vossi's good. He he trades in hyperbole, Vossi. Yeah, um, a lot. Everything's the best ever, Yeah. which... Gets me up and about for big games, but sometimes when I'm watching the Tigers and the Bulldogs and it's the best tackle, <laughs> I struggle to get around it. Even with your team, the Bulldogs. I know it's not the best. <laughs> yeah. I can't even fool myself. Yeah, big shoes to fill, but um, it's 
it's nice, isn't it, to listen back to some of those moments? Like, because you kind of miss them at the time. Yeah. And now listening back to some of the big, big moments Rabs has called, like the Battle of Brookvale, the Darren Albert try down the sideline in the grand final. Mark Coyne. Mark Coyne. We try and forget about that one where possible. Queensland beating New South Wales. But yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be different. It's, it's going to be a new generation of highlights with another voice behind them. We also they're like they're just funny little exchanges that he had with Gus sometimes. Like yeah, I think you can look up on YouTube. There's strange bedfellows those two. <laughs> <laughs> There's this whole YouTube compilation of funny moments between Gus yeah. and um, Rabs, which is it is just hilarious. Uh, you're listening to Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. One three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Text oh four five seven. 736-736. We're going to take a break. At 2 o'clock, we're going to look at uh, the Cambosis fight. We'll be watching it from here, and um, we're going to review all of the rest of Round 13 coming up after this. The Seagulls now on the charge. Get another six again. Call from the referee. Going from dummy half is Topher Fire Sipley. He reaches out under the posts, and the Seagulls score within the first four minutes. With a heavy tackle, fifth now for Manly as they go left. They're on the 30-meter line, Warriors half. They decide to run it now. Here goes Davey. Davey back to Schuster. Schuster's got Harper, and he's got a man on the outside. Schuster's still going. Puts it down, and Manly get a fourth. Time and space, and Harper gets a uh, hand on him, but Reese Walsh gets back up. Put the pass inside to Jack Murchie, and finally... The Warriors go over the line to score their first try of the evening. And finally, the Warriors are on the board. Oh, coming up over halfway is Harper. He spotted a hole straight through the middle. He's got Garrick on the inside. Garrick's going to be too fast. He gets away from Montoya. Manly are in again. It's a try for Ruben Garrick. Harris Tavita, Harris Tavita to Johnson with a quick pass, intercepted by Saab. He's got the pace, he's got the legs over the 50. He goes over the 40, no one's going to catch him. Easy as you like, he puts the hand in the air. Goes in for Manly 7th. They bring up the 40 points and Jason Saab gets another try. The Sea Eagles, 44 points to 12 over the Warriors. 7 tries to 2. The Warriors have now lost... Five straight games. The Seagulls managed to overcome being without Daly Cherry Evans. They led 24 to nil at the break. Uh, Ruben Garrick, 24 points. Big fan of Ruben Garrick. Had him in my super coach team before I lost my login. I bet you are. Um, <laughs> good performer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I actually didn't watch this game because, like I said, I, I watched – so I've just seen the highlights because I yeah. watched the Brumbies um, beating the Hurricanes. So you're going to talk me through it, James. Oh, I feel so sorry for the poor Warriors. Like, their season's been derailed again. The whole Matt Lodge thing, they're paying him out 700K to play reserve grade rugby up in Queensland somewhere. Um, they're just – they're running out of troops. They lost Adam Fanua Blake. They've got – um, Jazz Tavanga playing front row, run on front row at about 85 kilos ringing wet. Um, they've run out of troops and it just looks now like they've run out of energy. Um, emotionally, they didn't look up for it. Nathan Brown looked like he was about to slit his wrist in the coach's box. Um, I don't know if he's the man for the job anymore. Um, oh, I just feel for the Warriors. Just They've got to get them back to New Zealand to try and get them back on track. They've got to get them back over there ASAP. Yeah, I, I concur with all of the above. I mean, um, you know, Reese Walsh at the end, and we might have a listen to it uh, now, uh, was quite despondent. We'll take a listen. It's 
it's tough. Um, but like, mate, we just go out there and you know we we sabotage ourselves, mate. And yeah, there's no other way to put it. We we put ourselves under pressure, and you know we keep doing it every week. What does it do for his future too? He's contracted with the Warriors until 2023. Has an option in his favour for 2024. You couldn't imagine if they're going the get way to the is. Dolphins. Yeah, get to the Dolphins yeah. exactly. I don't know. I, again, I'd be shattered for the Warriors if they lost Reese Walsh as well. But it's almost like a graveyard for careers. Yeah, I mean, they've got to find a way to turn it around, and it has to start at club level and at home. They go back, what, in three weeks' time? Yeah. There might be a time there where they can just hit reset. They're going to be back home. They're going to be around their creature comforts. They've had a rough couple of years, to say the least. They've got to be able to find those little nuggets of gold that, say, necessarily can't be measured in performance, but they're producing off the field, whether that be through younger players coming through, building some culture around, some leadership amongst some players, things that maybe we can't see but the club can identify because if you don't hang on to those as a club, then you'll start going backwards at a quick rate and there'll be no you know, no signs of coming up for air anytime soon for them. Well, um, remember the whole plan was they brought in Gus. Remember that? That was only yeah. about two years ago. They brought in Gus. He's going to develop their pathways. It's going to be a huge boost. They got Reese Walsh there, Sean Johnson coming back. Uh, it was all looking up. And then it's since then it's fallen apart. The the, the trains come off the tracks. Um, the 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 Matt Lodge thing I, I can't get my head around. I, I can't help can. I can't help but think that that would be anything other than a distraction. Yeah. Um, and now it's it's harsh to say, but what the players in that side now have got is an excuse, an excuse to be losing. Yeah. And it just looks at the moment like they're starting to starting to use that excuse for their performances. Well, Harris Tavita I thought was pretty good, but Sean Johnson again put in a pretty mediocre performance. I think yeah. number seven just looked nowhere. You know, while the 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 as you quite rightly said, you know, the Seagulls middles were just dominating through the middle part of the field, and the Warriors were just trying to run round them. There was no leadership really from Johnson. Um, the one try that they did set up um, early in the second half was from a you know a bit of Reese Walsh brilliance essentially, but outside mm. that they lacked any flair. Um, and it seemed like it was easy to score points running down one end, whether there was a northerly blowing, um, certainly helped. But yeah, just all in all disappointing. Uh, it's going to be a long second half of the season for the Warriors. And just looking at their next few games, they've got the Sharks, the Panthers, the West Tigers, and then a bye. So I guess I can't see them beating the Sharks. I can't see them beating the Panthers. I can't see them beating the bye. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be hanging around and they'll be hanging out for that round 17 because um, Nathan Brown also said he was, um, he kind of fired up at Journo saying, I didn't say I was out of ideas, um, mm, but he I mean, certainly looked it. Yeah, he does. And I, I think surely he's got to come under a bit of pressure now. Well, the, the, the problem is, right, we've, uh, Barrett's gone. We're talking about Maguire. Now we're talking about Brown. There's no one to replace them. Oh, there, there's coaches out there. I, I would love to see John Morris get another shot. Yeah, bringing potentially. Up a, bringing up a side, but for the right club, though. And then there's always that talk about Cameron Serraldo. He's Cameron Serraldo. Yeah. Got Brad Fittler. You've got you've Paul got Green. You've got people like Paul Green. Uh, Flanagan. Cartwright, Flanagan. It seems like the same names you're shuffling around. Billy Slater, maybe, when he finishes well, that's what Origins. Yeah. Anyway, they're out there. All right, well, you're listening to Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate blues origin experience. Visit ignitehq.com.au. We'll be back after the break. Um, 
Yeah, poor guy. To see, and also just such a good. How much longer has his contract got? Is he contracted He's next year? Contracted till the end of 2023 yeah. with a player option for 2024. Oh, take the player option, Jared. Get, yeah, the, get yeah. the payout. Take the player might option. Need, might need to sign it with his teeth the way he's going with his oh, shoulder. Um, but he's on 292 games. And I, I, you would think that, I mean, first things first is your body. And I'm sure yeah. you saw playing a lot of sport and overuse injuries. You know, you want to be able to play with your children and lift them above your head. I mean, he did it yeah. in the most... Uh, Getting the remote control way. for the TV. I mean, yeah. and how is that going to look in twenty to thirty years' time uh, with yeah. arthritis and pain? So he's got a. It's really at a crossroad at the at the time uh, at the moment. But he does have a couple of years left. I mean, he's going to go through the option of taking the surgery. Yeah. He'll go through the recovery, which sounds like he would have had to do anyway, and then he can make a decision at the end of that. Why rush when you are contracted until the end of next year? It, anyway? it might be a balancing act for the Raiders as to maybe they can medically retire him and take that money off their cap, yeah, that's, potentially. Because yeah. I'd imagine he, he, when he signed that Good contract, money. he was the captain of the club. Yep. I'd say he'd be on at least 500k for those next couple of years. So you're yeah. talking about a million bucks on the cap. You would imagine. And he's always been one of those players that has always been really committed to Canberra. Never really looked anywhere else. So yeah. um, it's just really sad for uh, everyone who's a Canberra fan because he is just such a big part of the group and a big part of Canberra. Mm. Um, All 30 Canberra fans out there are going to be devastated. Uh, that's, that, well, we're, where's the Bulldogs on the ladder? Where's the Bulldogs on the ladder? Where's Canberra? Oh, didn't you oh, see Belmore? Oh. It was pumping oh. last week. I can't see that far down. Well, <laughs> they were um, protesting. Yeah. They've got a decent injury list, the Raiders. Matt Frawley, Charles Nickel, Clockstad, Gerald Croker. Uh, Josh Hodgson knee and Harley yeah. Shields knee. So Fogarty finally back, which yeah. is a big in for them. Yeah. Yes, good to see uh, him back. I it'd be a, it'd be a hard decision for Croker to go through all those, um, all of that rehab, everything like that. When you are sort of getting to the end of your career, you could maybe uh, see if he if he didn't want to go on, you could understand it. Yeah, but the thing is, though, there's a million bucks on the table. He'll never have the opportunity again in his life to earn that kind of salary. Off anything else, mm. so. But the medical one will be there, won't it? In regards, they to could medically retire him if they deem it that that he he hasn't got the ability to to play anymore. But we've seen some dodgy medical retirements with GI and Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess so I, I don't know what the NRL's appetite for those are anymore. It's amazing he completed an SAS course, which you of course know, missile is not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, Sam yeah. With a with a bunk shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He hung from that bit of rope, and I'm like, how is that possible for a bloke who's yeah. medical retirement? Yeah, shoulder? I know. I know. They're, they're a bit sketchy, those medical retirements. They they did a couple at Parramatta that were a bit weird, too, with Anthony Watmau. Yes. Maybe Bo Scott. Yes. I can't remember, but they're, they're a very grey area. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, the thing with Jared Croker is that he felt like he was coming back quite quick after initially injuring the shoulder. I think it was yeah. against the Bulldogs. Yeah, it was only and, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, he's, he's back. Named. And then uh, his he did it reaching for the remote. Yeah. So it clearly... Lucky he, he didn't play. Might not have I an know, arm right? Left. Right? That's what you're thinking though. Like, it, I guess... Um, just really sad, isn't it? Yeah, ultimately. it is. But we wish him wish him all the best. We had Jaden Campbell who did his hamstring in the Titans yeah. game. Yeah, no, we don't know how bad that is. Holbrook didn't give rip it, Titans. Too much in it. Rest in peace, Titans. Your season's over. Oh, well, he was leading the running meters during that, and again looked quite dangerous. He was the only bright spark in that whole Titans side. Um, yeah, I mean, and he, he just packs a packs. He must be pound for pound, pound for pound the best. He couldn't be eighty pump. kilos. No, he's uh, he's tiny. 
uh, is really tiny. But uh, looking at some other injuries, you've got Adam Reynolds uh, out with his hamstring for the Broncos. Tessie New and Albert Kelly uh, out for the Broncos, um, which rounds out. And then we're looking at the dogs. Braden Burns, hamstring, Matt Dory knee, Jack Hetherington, shoulder, and Davida Pangai Jr. with back spasms. Back um, spasms. That's a good one to call if you like can't be bothered playing. Hey, ah, back that's spasms. The old, today. That's the old sock calf tightness. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> oh, oh, you want me to go out and play the Panthers in Penrith on a Friday night? Ah, <laughs> oh, back spasms. <laughs> uh, well, we've got Andrew Davey coming up later in the show too. Maybe he can give us a bit of a um, insight into what's it like to rehab an injury because um, he only made his. I thought you were going to say into fake an injury. No, <laughs> no, into I rehabbing an injury. Um, he's sort of around Croker's age, and he's managed to come back from two pretty big one so uh, maybe he can give us a bit of insight also as um sock revealed earlier Latrell Mitchell uh he saw you saw Latrell looking um looking sprightly looking yeah sprightly. he was down watching his teammates and his brother play his brother played um played very well scored a try um yeah, apparently I mean, he had short shorts he was lathered in oil on his hemis and they were glistening oh, just muscular and ready to go is this Latrell or sock yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's back in Australia. He uh, obviously went to the US to get some treatment um, and he'll need games. Did you see any footage of the what he was doing over there? I thought he was trying the to hula hooping. I saw him like balancing on a, on a BOSU ball with hula hoops on his arms. It was pretty wild that stuff. That doctor charges $10,000 for two weeks. Wow. I know. Plus flights. Did he, do you reckon he flew at the pointy end of the plane? Surely. Well, it'd be amazing if he comes back and uh, doesn't play through soreness through travel. That would be <laughs> back no back spasms. For a long <laughs> but now, obviously, the question is whether he'll make his way into the Origin. Oh, side guarantee, time. guarantee. Yeah, I pick him without even playing a club ge- a club game. Really? Yeah, he's so no, good. No, you don't know how the injury's going to hold up. Love Latrell. In Trell, we trust. Oh, I love Latrell, but I don't don't think you could pick him. Uh, what if they win? What if a New South Wales come in and absolutely smoke Queensland mm. in the first game? How do yeah. you change that side at all? I'll put Latrell in and make him captain. <laughs> 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 I just think he's such a good origin player. I love him. Mm. All right. Well, we're just having a look up here at the uh, George Cambosis, Devin Haney uh, fight. According to Cody Kay, they're going to walk in at one twenty. He's just uh, tweeted that Fox Sports Almost time. reporter. So How good. A lot earlier because some of the flight, uh, some of the fights went shadow boxing. Short. Yeah, JA's ducking here because yeah, I'm, throwing some, I'm throwing some jabs. <laughs> I'm ready to throw hands. I'm, I'm not sure that's getting out, I'm ready out to of throw a wet hand. Oh, No, no, no. <laughs> I'm ready to throw hands. No, no, hands no, no. or handbags. That's boxer size, Jay. That's boxer size. <laughs> Remember, you can join the conversation about today's show. Call 1300 Text 0457-736-736. Yes, welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with Jaleesa Abs, James Magnus, and Steve O'Keefe. And joining us now on the line is Junior Barlow. Junior, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you. How are you guys doing? Good, Junior. Good. You're fresh in uh, Origin camp, but I'm imagining you're probably wanting us not to hold you up too long so you can watch this fight. <laughs> yeah, it's actually I've got all the boys around the TV, so um, Australia's biggest fight in history. So How good, no, are, you, good. are you back in home, Cambosis? You reckon he's got this? Yeah, we have to. Um, yeah, he's certainly been showing why he's at the top of his game and well, everyone's just rooting behind them so uh, everyone wants to get get behind our our fellow homemanship you've done a bit of boxing junior have you ever crossed paths with george at any time in in any of the gyms uh not in any of the gyms but uh we crossed paths um oh years ago when um 
bloke in a bar first started doing his podcast. Oh, yeah. That uh, was the first time I, I sort of met him. So he was still up and coming then. So it's been uh, awesome to see the rise in his, his journey to the top. Now, mate, you've been an inside Steve O'Keefe Jr. Congrats on your blue selection. Um, mate, you're, you've been an inspiration to the Eels um, with your form, also being a captain, mate. But off the field, uh, you're also an ambassador at PCYC. Can you tell us a little bit about being involved with them? Yeah, so uh, you know, became an ambassador at the uh, start of last year. Um, you know, we've got a great partnership going on with them and the Parramatta Eels, and um, you know that role was more so being able just to give back to the youth. And coming from the area that we come from, you know, um, it's very hard to to uh, I guess fall in um, the trap of going down the wrong path. And it's all about being able to give back and, and helping those um, the youth stay on track. Junior, what's going on in um, in Blues camp? Can you give us the latest? How's everyone looking? Yeah, and uh, everyone's pretty chilled for the time being. Uh, we've still got today's session to go and uh, one more on Tuesday to really uh, tighten the screws. So all the boys have just been chilling now. And, you know, you certainly got the Penrith boys who keep everyone uh, in good vibes with their boombox. You can always hear when they're walking <laughs> into a room. So. <laughs> But, you know, we all enjoy each other's company and that's why we're all sitting around the TV now back in uh, Cambosis. Junior, we'll let you go and enjoy the fight. Just one more question before you go. It's uh, it's who's going to win the fight. Not this one, but Payne Haas versus Tino. Who's your money on? I <laughs> uh, can't go wrong with my, my roommate, Payne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks, Junior. <laughs> all right, Junior. Thanks so much for joining us um, on your day uh, off. We really guys, appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, well, it looks like the fight is about to get underway. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. We'll have all the action after the break. And we're just going to switch gears to the moment. Joining us on the line is Andrew Davey after the massive Seagulls win over the Warriors. Andrew, are you there? Yeah, g'day. How are you guys? Good. Did you watch the fight? Uh, I didn't. I was too busy stuffing my face. <laughs> so what are you saying is he's stuffing his face and he was listening to us on SEM. Yeah, good yeah. choice. <laughs> uh, That's it. I was just waiting for you guys. Andrew, that was a huge win uh, last night for you guys, especially given that you had um, Cherry Evans missing. Yeah, well, it, mate, it was a good win. It was a good win by the boys. Um, we were a bit shuffled. Uh, the side was a bit shuffled around and... Um, you know, obviously not having Daly there for his guidance. Um, I thought the team did really well without him to to show their own resolve. Um, and it was, it was good to get two points at home. Andrew, James Bangerson here. Uh, you had a bit of a prelude last night to what next season might look like uh, with Schuster playing 5'8". How do you think he slotted in there in the number six jersey? Yeah, uh, mate, sure he did really well. Um, we did a bit of work during the during the week just with our um, just with our cohesion with that left edge, yeah. um, and and being a young kid, he is malleable. Um, you can sort of guide him in the right in the right way, and he's he's such a talent, mate. Like he's it's exciting to play outside him because you, you I know myself, I'm sort of guessing as to what he's going to do um, in attack, so. Um, it is an exciting brand of football to play with him in the side, but uh, um, he's definitely got a lot to um, to work on, and, and I think next year they'll um, really um, challenge him. Absolutely, mate. So, Steve O'Keefe, mate, well done last night. I was just so impressed with your uh, 
your defensive efforts as well as your attacking options. A couple of those tackles, mate, I felt I live in Manly. I could feel the ground rumble. That's how hard you were going in. So congrats. Um, tell us about your career, though, mate. You started at 28 um, out of Parramatta, so you'd be considered a bit of a late bloomer, but you seem pretty balanced in um, you've got your work outside. Uh, you're a builder. Is that right? Outside of yeah. football as well? Uh, you've got a business and, and you, you've come back from some pretty harrowing injuries. How is the body and how are you enjoying uh, being back in first grade? Yeah, it's good, mate. Obviously, I had that um, year off um, in 2021 with the ACL after round two. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been pretty lucky through my career. Like That's been my only major injury. Um, you know, I've been playing football since I was five years old and, and, and to... You know, play 25 years worth of football and only only pick up one major injury. I, I feel I'm pretty um, lucky or resilient. Yep, depends how you want to look at it. But um, yeah, I, I find um, you know my best footy comes off the back of uh, variety in life. Obviously, um, being a tradesman for so long beforehand, and then and football just being a um, you know a hobby, I guess. Um, it just gives you something else to focus on during the week and you, you don't sort of drive yourself mad when things aren't going well. So I, I try and keep that balance in life, you know, even now as I'm playing first grade. You- Sorry, Andrew, you got one of my mates there at Manly, John Novak. Uh, I was speaking to him the other day and he reckons the season is far from over for Manly. What are the, uh, what are the expectations within the club now that... That obviously Tommy's out for the year, but he he certainly wasn't writing you guys off. Yeah, Johnny Novak, he's, he's a legend. He's the um, Mr. Positivity he is. Yeah. Um, and and he, he's right, mate. I we don't feel as if our our season's over without Tommy. You know, obviously Tommy's been well, being Tommy really, like he's he's the greatest player um, in the game at the moment, and um, it was sad that he. You know his his season's ended so early, and and it's it's hard for us. But you know we've got um, a developing forward pack that's um, you know I think shows promise in that we can take on the, those top four teams. Um, we're just not quite putting it together yet. You know the last couple of weeks with um, you know we just just got beat by Para, um, and then Storm put it over us on our on our edges. <clears throat> Um, last Thursday, so I think we we're still trying to turn a corner, but we're, we're showing promising signs. Like last night was a great defensive effort by us. I thought we um, we muscled up through the middle, um, even in the second half there, where the possession you know changed and, and Warriors started to get a bit of a roll on. We we still handled them pretty well. Ruben so, Garrick still looks pretty um, good at fullback too, doesn't he? He's certainly not mate, he doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, mate, he's an athlete. He's an absolute athlete. Like he. He's so quick, he's so fast, and he's so powerful. Like he, his numbers in the gym are just unreal. Um, to be, it's up there with the forwards. So um, having him at fullback, and he's again, he's developing as a player too. And I think he's going to be really good for us for the rest of the year. He must struggle down at the stain on a night out, though, Ruben. He wouldn't do too well with the ladies, would he? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know. He's a good looking you're, you're in bed yeah, early. I, I find him. A- Oh, I find him attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, He's a good looking yeah. Andrew, you were also coming back from um, injury in the game yesterday from a, your shoulder injury. How was it different this time around? I guess the first time you had such a long-term injury, you're rehabbing an older body. This time around, did you were you a little bit more mentally resilient? Um, 
Yeah, well, I think out of necessity, like like a year off, like I had twelve months away from the game yeah. um, in in rehab with for my knee, so um, I did it against the Sharks um, and Zach Brown, and then I, I had two weeks off and I was back. So two weeks was was a pleasure, you know, and, and um, being the person that I am and where I come from, I don't like. Um, you know, I'd like to be known as, as, a, as a tough player, so I wasn't going to let um, too many weeks slip away in injury. So um, it was a lot easier to go through this injury than it was the last one, I can tell you that much. Amazing. All right, well, thank you so much for your time today, especially after that, um, that win, and um, good luck with the rest of the season. No dramas. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Thanks, mate.
Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.